Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One vitally important topic that Cicero is going to discuss in book one of On Duties has to do with the intersection between justice and punishment, or indeed revenge or retribution. And this is a place where not only is justice needed, but justice has to come in and modify another of the virtues, which is courage, fortitudo, or great spiritedness. Without justice, courage becomes something non-virtuous and even vicious. So this is a, a very important discussion and it has some important implications as well for how we deal with the common experience of being wronged by other people and, you know, administering discipline and how we, in fact, deal with this sort of thing on a societal level when people say commit crimes or, or offend against others in different ways. So one of the key ideas that we see here is that justice has to govern punishment or retribution or revenge or what you've got there is if justice is not doing that, it's going to become unjust and it's going to become vicious. And it's not going to serve its purpose. Remember, what is the, the point of justice? We are social creatures and justice is the virtue that's, that's required for us rational creatures to be able to live together in some sort of harmony. Now, there are going to be cases where people do the wrong thing and attack each other, insult each other, damage each other, cut each other off, affect each other in a variety of ways. So Cicero wants to stress to us that we actually have of moral duties. He, he uses the word, which is, you know, the whole title of the book. He says, we have officia, we have duties, we have offices, we have moral obligations, even towards those who have done us wrong. He says, those from whom we receive some sort of inuria, an insult, an injury, some sort of harm. This is a very important idea. They don't cease to be human. They don't cease to be our neighbors, our friends, our classmates, whatever it is that we want to say, just because they wrong us. A lot of people, they have a sort of attitude of, well, as soon as you affect me, I get to do whatever I want to do to you. Or they may, in fact, even think that's what I should do in order to show myself as being strong. So nobody will take advantage of me. And, there, and then there could be some situations where that, that actually does make sense. But Cicero is saying, look, that doesn't make sense in general. We have to follow these duties and those duties, he says, impose limits. The Latin term here that's in the text is modo, which means uh, to a certain degree, right? Only so far, only this much. You can't say, well, you cut me off in traffic, so I get to cut you off in traffic in such a way as to give you the finger and maybe run you off the road. That's very unproportionate, you know, even though it seems to be just the same sort of thing. It's not actually the same thing. Or if you insult me, then I get to insult you as much as I like saying whatever I want about you. That is the sign of somebody who's irrational, according to Cicero. So we have limits. And what are those limits? Yes. 
He gives us some guidance about that in chapter 11 and in chapter 25. So let's look at the first one, which is that he says that it's sufficient that the aggressor, the person who's doing the wrong thing, should be brought to repent of their wrongdoing, to feel some sort of shame or feeling bad or regret, even if they just don't like being punished. That's that's perhaps enough. So it's enough to make them say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. It may in fact be enough enough just to bring it to their attention and say, hey, you hurt me over here. And a good person will actually feel bad because of that. So what is the point behind this? It's what we call deterrence. There is a number of different theories of punishment. And one of them is that punishment should be carried out in order to deter others and the person who's being punished from engaging in wrongdoing. So you don't just punish for the sake of punishment or because it makes you feel good or, you know, other sorts of reasons. It's to send a message, to teach a lesson. And that lesson is don't do this kind of thing because when you do, we give you a fine or we impose some sort of corporal penalty or we do something else to you. We shame you publicly. We do something to take away your job or any of those sorts of things. But it needs to be enough to, well, take away freedom. What we do in our society, right? We send people to jail or prison. Enough to deter the wrongdoer, and Cicero thinks to to deter others. So perhaps in some cases you would administer a severe punishment because you need to send a message at that point in time that, listen, this is not going to be allowed. We might think of, you know, cases where law and order has broken down and you need to impose something very quickly. But those are extraordinary cases. Those are not the norm. Generally, in order to deter the person and others, you don't have to go too far with the punishment. And you can actually ask them, hey, is this enough to keep you from doing it? And if they say, no, I'm still going to do it, well, then maybe you punish them some more. But if they, you think that they're being honest and they say, yeah, I've learned my lesson, don't go on and punish them more. And, and we might apply this not only to like civil penalties within society, but we might think about public opinion. We might think about personal relationships. And, you know, when we impose, say, the silent treatment on somebody, we're punishing them. And we could say, well, how far should we impose it? Well, until they've learned their lesson and they're going to knock off doing whatever it is that they were doing that was wrong. So this is uh, one important aspect, this deterrence. What else does he tell us? Well, here we have to jump ahead to chapter 25. He says, we need to take care that punishment, the penalty that we're imposing, the poena, is proportioned to the wrongdoing, the culpa, what it is that the person has done. It has to be proportionate to it. Or he says, we need to make sure that the penalty is not greater than what it is that the wrongdoing requires. Why not? Well, because he says the Aristotelians, the peripatetics, have got it right. Punishment is really finding the right middle ground, the means, what actually equalizes things, what sets them right. And if we go beyond that, We're not doing justice. We're not restoring justice. We're actually creating injustice. So if our desire for retribution or vengeance draws us into going too far, we are making a fundamental mistake. And in place of creating justice or reenacting justice, we create more injustice, which may provoke the person involved, rightly so, to saying, well, it's all going to be injustice. That might undo the deterrence part. We also want to think about fairness. And so Cicero here talks about consistency. If we're going to punish 
one person for an offense, we need to punish other people for that same offense. And if we're not going to punish these other people, then we probably shouldn't punish this person over here. We shouldn't single them out. We might think as a contemporary application of this about the way in which laws are enforced and then imposed by the judiciary. So we're talking about the executive and the, the judiciary within cities and how sometimes minority groups get policed a lot harder than do the majority. Or, you know, two people, different races, go before the same judge, same offense, get very different sentences. That's a problem. That's injustice for where Cicero sits. So he tells us here that we should make sure that some shall not be chastised for the same fault for which others are not even called to account. We need to make a decision. We need to be consistent across the board. If we're going to punish for this crime or if we're, if we're going to treat people this way for doing this sort of thing, whether it be an insult, an injury, whatever sort of other wrongdoing we're, we're talking about here, we have to be consistent. We can't give people passes because when we do, we're not treating people fairly. The other thing that he says here that I think is very, very important to understand, not just from a Stoic perspective, but also from Cicero's own perspective, is that we have to avoid a particular passion or emotion. And that emotion is the one particularly associated with at least retribution, vengeance, we might even say punishment, and that is anger. In Latin, ira, when we talk about somebody having ire or being irascible, that's the emotion that we're talking about. And he says, listen, if you are punishing while you're angry, it's going to be very difficult to follow any of these guidelines because anger tends to make you want to go further. So you may impose too much for the crime or you may punish one person and not punish the other person, depending on how you feel. Or you may forget about the idea that you're just trying to deter the person. You're not trying to destroy them or make them suffer even more. You don't want it to turn into cruelty. So he says that if anyone proceeds in a passion to inflict punishment, he's never going to observe the mean condition that the peripatetics talk about. He says the Aristotelians or peripatetics also get something wrong. They think that Anger can sometimes be good. Cicero says, in reality, anger is in every circumstance to be eradicated. And those who administer the, the government should be like the laws, which are led to inflict punishment, not by wrath, but by justice. Not because they have a personal stake in it and feel like they've been violated, but rather because it's the reasonable and right thing to do. Cicero thinks that we do have to punish and that it, that it does make sense to do this, but we shouldn't be doing this motivated by the emotion of anger. So these are guidelines that tell us how we live out this, this fact of having duties, moral duties, obligations towards those who wrong us. It doesn't place them beyond the page allow us to do whatever we want to do to them. If we want to be good people, we have to actually follow these guidelines. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, Keep studying these great philosophical works.